I don't even know where to start. I've got so many thoughts. I have so many thoughts. You didn't like the latest episode of Star Wars Pershing? I did not say that. I did <laughs> not say that. I just said I have so many thoughts. I thought it was a a great new episode one to the show Pershing following the ex-Empire scientist. You, you're Dr. really just going to just drive that joke into the ground, huh? <laughs> Hello and Did welcome like- to the Movie Men Podcast. <laughs> Shut up. Hello and welcome to the Movie Men Podcast. <laughs> the B team. <laughs> That's Carl. And this is Dr. Pershing. <laughs> oh, you're useless. Uh, yeah. So Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 3, I guess. Uh, this is the week. Or Dr. Pershing, Episode 1. This, this is the week for those of you um, who don't know that um, Pedro Pascal had a thing. They were like, hey, uh, you ready to record this week's episode? Shoot shoot this week's episodes, your scenes for Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 3? And Pedro Pascal was like, ah, I got a thing. <laughs> I got I got to shoot The Last of Us, and, yeah. uh, you know, it's the season finale, so I need to be there this yeah, week. Yeah, got a thing. Can't make it. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's jump into this. Um Listen, I I don't know. I have multiple thoughts, some <clears throat> positive, some negative. Um, in the positive camp, we finally got a, an adult, grown-up, real, legitimate-length episode of The Mandalorian coming in at 53 minutes instead of sometimes like 30 minutes like that's that's another that's a gripe that i have about the mandalorian is compared to other shows the episodes of mandalorian are like 30 minutes like they're not actual full length episodes of a show and it's frustrating it's like come on come on star wars come on disney like, what are you doing? Other shows like Rings of Power, shows like The Last of Us. We're getting full, proper episodes. And Mandalorian's been like, no, screw you guys. Until now, when they're like, hey, 53 minutes. That's that's the amount of time that we need to tell this story. I'm like, yeah. okay, okay, here we go. So that's that's a positive thing for me. We got, you know, like if, if up until this point... <laughs> We've gotten little snack size, fun sized candy bars for Halloween. This was the house that gave us a full size Snickers, and I. And as far as the story goes, really, the Mandalorian sections of this film or this episode really should have been part of the last episode. Uh, At least the beginning of it, yeah. And the end, I think the end should have been too. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because we start off with. We it picks up right where episode two ends. Yeah, and then it ends right? kind of r- right along with where it begins. <clears throat> From episode one. No, I'm saying like the start of this, like the two. Not a huge amount of time has passed, or or the 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 events of this episode don't 
influence the end of this episode. So you could have you oh, could have yes. taken the beginning and the end of this episode, sandwiched them together, and made them a part of the last episode, and then really yeah, honestly, that, that's just what not I'm have saying. Mando appear yeah. at all? Yeah, like where this episode ends, the last episode should have yeah. ended, yeah. and all that Doctor Pershing stuff should have just been. Its well, own I, I assume they're going to do. It's going to be important at some point hopefully in the mandalorian season three but as far as we know so far it could have been on the cutting should have been on the cutting room floor uh well okay so i'm <clears throat> not not that it wasn't good and i didn't enjoy it yeah so so i enjoyed the length of Caveat. this episode <laughs> something that i'm really torn on is i don't i was not super into like when this season started and they set up here's the story this is what's happening. Din needs to reclaim his Mandalorian, uh, like, acceptance card, his club card, right? Yep. I was like, I'm not that interested in this, but fine, I accept it. That's the story. This is what you're, you're doing all these things. You got to go to this place. You're trying to track down a droid. You got to this, that, like whatever. That's you're, you're building this up. This is your story. Great. Nope. Nope. Season three come or episode three comes and that's the nail in the coffin. You're a Mandalorian again. Congratulations. And so I'm like, oh, okay. So that's not what we're doing, which is fine if you have regular length seasons. But we're now at the end of episode three for an eight-episode season. We're almost halfway through and apparently are maybe only now just getting introduced or setting up what this season is about because it sure as hell isn't about him reclaiming his, his title as a Mandalorian. That's done. He's done it. And whether Bo-Katan wants it or not, Bo-Katan's a Mandalorian. Kudos. <laughs> Mazel tov. Uh, a Mandalorian and, in the eyes of this sect. Yeah, well, whatever. So that that's, I'm like, this feels like weird dropping the ball from a writing standpoint. And like, it just kind of makes everything that just happened... What an excuse to introduce the mythosaur? We we spent we spent two episodes just to just to sort of get a glimpse of the mythosaur because that's all that essentially came out of it. It was kind of like they set up this storyline in the last season by being like, okay, you're not a Mandalorian anymore, and then by the time they and and also in Book of Boba Fett, and then by the time they sat down to write and plan out this season, they're like, ah, shit, we don't, that's not really, like, we kind of have to wrap this up because, well, we, otherwise it's going to be this big loose end, but it's not really the story we want to tell. Ah, shit, what do we do? What do we do? Okay, well, let's just, let's do it quick. Let's do it quick and get it done out of the way at the beginning and, and blah, blah, blah. But it just like, so, but the flip side of that is that it wasn't a storyline that I really cared about. And so I'm, I'm happy to see it go. It just seems weird to me that, like I said, we're, we're almost halfway through this season now and hmm. don't have a heading <clears throat> to what the season's about. 
Right. So, <clears throat> yeah, I think <clears throat> that um, I have an issue with I I I, uh, I hear what you're saying, and I agree, but I think the Pershing stuff is the thing that's the problem in that case. Like we spent a whole episode with somebody who is only connected to the Mandalorian, to our Mandalorian storyline that we're following because he had baby Yoda in the first season. Right. So like, why are we jump? And <clears throat> there are some, there are some connective tissues with other star Wars properties in this because the bad batch is dealing with cloning and scientists uh, as well right now with season two. So there's like, like, so they're, it seems like they're kind of tying these two together and telling kind of a different times in the star Wars, different moments in the star Wars timeline, but kind of telling a, a parallel story or that'll, that connects, you know what I Mm -hmm. mean? Yeah. But it, it seems like wrong place, wrong, wrong show. The same way I felt about the Mothma, Mon Mothma stuff in Andor. Right. Like, so why do it, I why do I care about Mon Mothma when I'm trying to follow Andor's storyline? So interestingly, this episode from a from like a narrative standpoint felt very much not from an editing standpoint, and we'll get into that in a second, but just from like a a the dialogue, the writing, and the the story that was happening. This felt like an Andor story. This felt yeah. like that type of writing. Yeah. And I wonder if, like we talked about on the news show this week, that that this season, that Mandalorian's ratings are, are going way down. They're the lowest they've been for the whole series. And I don't disagree with you that this is a character that this whole episode focuses on a character that does not, at least yet, seem yeah. connected to our story. But that makes me wonder why then <clears throat> of this season and above, not the entire series, but above a couple of episodes from the other seasons, this is my favorite episode of this season. Like, I enjoyed this more than I've enjoyed episode one and two. And I'm like, so what does that mean? Does that mean that the magic of the Mandalorian character and storyline is dwindling? That I'm over it? That this, to me, was far more fascinating. That this was, okay, what is happening to Imperial officers and scientists and whatever else now that the Empire has has collapsed are we executing them all are we finding a way to reintroduce them into <clears throat> the republic like what's what's and that to me was far more interesting than than even mandalore than even din trying to reclaim his his title yeah so i and I, like i want to emphasize this again cuz i don't want i don't want it to get lost in the um the poo-pooing of of it I liked I liked this episode too. I liked the stuff with 
with the doctor I, I, I and the Coruscant, uh, the whole, that whole kind of cutaway to that story. Very cool. Awesome world building. But yeah, the poo pooing I have of it is like, it doesn't connect with my, the story they're trying to tell right now. So unless they're trying to do something like what they've, what they've kind of been doing where they kind of like, foreshad it's like a foreshadowing thing right like what's happening to him on coruscant is going to have a payoff in the last two episodes somehow you know what i mean you know like, what i think it is unless they do that then this is this is useless to me even though it's highly entertaining i think that john favreau listens to the movie men podcast and he <laughs> sat and he listened to you bitch and whine <clears throat> about how in Andor it was back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and this storyline then that storyline and this storyline and that storyline right. and it was every 20 seconds and and which was just still an exaggeration but whatever and <laughs> and John Favreau was like fine f you Carl I am going to give you 50 minutes of one story and it's going to be this story that otherwise we would have cut in and out from. We would have shown you the little bits that we need you to know, but no, no, no. No. <laughs> no, you're going to get your you're going to get your knickers all in a bunch if we do that. And so what we're going to do is we're just going to sit, we're going to pretend that the other story that we would have cut to, we're going to pretend that's not happening. And we're just going to give you 50 minutes of this other B plot that we that we need you to know about. That's totally right. what and it is. And if it has a payoff in another episode, I'm fine with that. I think that's beautiful storytelling, beautiful yeah. cinematography. I I adored the story in this episode. I adored this this the way that you've taken and humanized a scientist that up until this point has just <clears throat> been bad news. Um yeah. that he 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 truly talks wants about. to do good. He truly yeah, he's, he he <clears throat> because when when it starts, when the episode starts and he's talking in front of all those people and I was like and he's he's talking about how so many of us were were sort of forced to work for the empire and, and do their bidding when we didn't want to. I you, the episode starts and you don't know if you buy that yet. If if like Yeah. He's okay, talking about he, the only reason he does what he does is cuz Yeah. He wants to help people like his mom who had a heart condition. And so you're like, are you just BSing your way in? Are you a mole? Are you a problem? But he isn't. He really, truly, he's struggling with sort of this dilemma between following the rules so that he can be a part of this new republic and doing what he truly feels to be <clears throat> right. And yeah. I think it's, I think it's fun that it's possible we don't know because of the the mind flaring that happens at the end but it's it's very possible that this thing that he feels is right and is going to help might be the thing that leads to palpatine cloning it, like that the palpatine clone oh that's definitely the direction we're going like he's 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 a big cloning researcher yeah he wants to f he wants his big his research specifically is about grafting two separate pieces of dna bringing them together to to the better parts of them together to make a new strand of dna so like yeah. and being taking able to a non-source non-force sensitive person's dna 
with a force sensitive person's DNA yeah. fusing them together to create a force sensitive. And, 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 and being able to do it with just a piece of DNA, like you don't yeah. need the host. And so, and that's like, you know, obviously Palpatine's dead and gone at this point, but surely somewhere in some big freezer for a contingency, whatever he's had his DNA yeah. stored. Right. Like well, that's just- yeah. In legends, that was like in leg in the legends lore. He he came back to life, but he had intentionally cloned himself before. Sev- like uh, on on a moon of Coruscant, there was a cloning facility with several inactive, uh, unconscious uh, cloned bodies. Right. So whenever he died, he would just force project himself into one of these clone bodies. Right. Um, right. <laughs> kind of. They're they're kind of going down that rabbit hole. Yep. But I, en- yeah. I enjoy the the carnival scene that we get. Right. Where there it's not a carnival, but it's like a it's like a night like a boardwalk. Yeah. It's a promenade. Yeah. Um. I thought that the weirdly poorly CGI'd popsicles were a little odd. They're just you like think these, they were CGI. Oh yeah, they're like these glowing pops. They, if not CGI, then the lighting that they're throwing they, off onto the clothing they, has definitely been enhanced. And they probably added some CGI to them. Yeah, but the, not they're done probably in a, a super physical great prop. way. Yeah. Um, did you notice? I went back and I watched this three times. This scene just to make sure that I I was not crazy, and I'm not. I might be, but not about this. Did you notice, because so as they're out on this boardwalk, there is like a loudspeaker system. There's there's outdoor music playing. Did you notice the music? Uh, <clears throat> I didn't notice it, but I think it came up in one of the breakdown videos I watched. It is it's straight uh, up. They're straight up outdoors on Coruscant. They're straight up just playing John Williams music from previ- from a previous Star Wars movie. It's the music that's playing as they're walking through the boardwalk is that bum bum ba da da dum bum bum ba da da dum. And I'm like, and it's it's not the first time they've done that though. But they did so that in Han Solo. It's so stupid. Uh, re- at the recruiting center, they played the Imperial March. It's so stupid. It because it's like it's. It's not a song. You could play the Cantina song through there, and it would equally be stupid, but it would make sense because that is a song that exists within the universe of Star Wars. But to be playing, to to take a film score, music that our characters are not aware of as it's playing on screen, because it's not a musical, this is just, this is music that John Williams has put in there to like, set the feeling of the scene Enhance and then the to, film itself to take that and be like oh yeah this was a single that was released by the cantina band at some point and, and now they play it through the speaker <clears throat> like i to me that was that was like a remember that was a member berry that was stupid that like was not only it, yeah 
didn't hit it's you a, over the it's head. It's kind of a weird meta thing. It's so dumb. Yeah, it's, it's super like meta. Like, they could have easily produced some other score to be put in there. Exactly. In its place. And yeah. so is it meta? Is it lazy? Is it, like, I don't know. But it's, like, it's bizarre. Um, well, I think it definitely fits the definition of meta. You know, yeah, like, well, it could be both. The, the, music, the music that we hear is, is music that is in the film for yeah. the characters. That's, <clears throat> that's, like, the definition of meta, right? Like, yeah. We, um, I, I love the, the, the relationship between the scientist and, um, and is not quite a girlfriend, right? Their interactions, her kind of nudging him to, to like encouraging him to do do what's right. Well, yeah, but you know, it's kind of like that national treasure thing. Do what's considered wrong in order to do what you know is right. Right. right, and so like that's kind of fun, and then seeing the um, seeing the imperial like garbage dump, basically, like where they're they're taking the disposal site, where they're taking like their the star demilitarization, dis- yeah, there's Star the Wars, M- there there's yeah. star destroyers there, there's like you know, who knows what else. That's it's the fun. demilitarization of both the empire and the rebellion. Like they're they're yes. they're getting rid of. All almost all weaponry, which which seems stupid this is, to me. <laughs> it's very stupid. <laughs> like um, the empire's gone, but like there's obviously still factions out there they that they know of because we get that in the first season of Mandalorian. So you need some sort of military to defend your people and borders and yeah. all that stuff which but they've it's not the first time this has happened i mean it's the first time it's happened in star wars canon but it's not the first time that it's happened if you dive into legends here's my moment here's a moment where i'm going to talk about legends you ready can you believe this right. Flip, flipping the script um so like the republic if if we go back to like the old republic Right, so there's like three eras of the Republic. There's the old Republic, the Republic, and then the new Republic. Right? You tracking with me? Yep. Um, in the <clears throat> old Republic, right, we have like way back before the Mandalore War, there is the Republic army is very like they're kind of almost dressed like the 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 poor schmucks on. Leia's ship at the beginning of um of a new hope like they're they're not super militarized right they're not wearing armor and stuff like that um then once the mandalore war ends they do what every military in history like like what america did after world war ii where they adopted some of the german technology um you start to see the republic wearing almost like a very early clone trooper-esque type armor because they've taken the bits and pieces that they liked from the Mandalorian armor after defeating the Mandalorians by the the skin of their teeth um, and, and sort of became a much more militarized sort of unit. And they stay that way up until... The there's like a, a the great and I'm, there's probably some name to the war that I can't remember, but it's the great war where seemingly the Sith are destroyed, where where the Sith are sort of uh, eradicated entirely, um, and we yeah. know that not to be true. I'm pretty sure Revan is in that war. Uh, not Revan, Darth Bane. 
Bane's in that war, right? Revan's, Revan's, Revan is Revan's been gone for a long time at that point. Right. Revan's the Mandalore. Darth Bane learns from Revan's holocron teachings. Right. Rev- Revan is the Mandalorian Wars. He's in, he's, yeah. because at that point, Revan is still a good guy. He's a Jedi. And then after the, <clears throat> till yeah. the end of the Mandalorian Wars, yeah. the end of the so, Mandalorian Wars, he turns. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, and then after, after, like, once the Sith are sort of eradicated, the Sith really being the big bad guys that you would want to militarize yourself against, the the old Republic kind of like demilitarizes themselves, right? They kind of yeah. like they're like, yeah, well, you know, they replace soldiers with like Imperial or not Imperial with like Republic whatevers and this that and the other thing, but it's 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 not. It's not this big sort of widespread army anymore. So, yeah. No, it's it's incredibly stupid. I'm like at least keep keep the rebellion things. And and our scientist dude is he's got the he's got the right perception. He's like yes, this is imperial tech, but some of this imperial tech is better than our republic tech. So <laughs> why, are not, why are we why are we not it, retrofitting this? It, um the the breakdown video I, I watched highlighted a number of these things and kind of labeled them as this is why the new Republic failed and, and was so easily overtaken by the, uh, what does, what does Disney call that new, uh, the new empire, the first um, order, the first order, why it's so easily overtaken by the first order because they demilitarize because they don't use the valuable tech for their own goods. They, they get rid of it instead because, because of the way they choose to process and reintegrate, um, Imperial officers and soldiers. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, we just, you know, you spend a couple months at a reintegration planet and then you can kind of join our new, 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 uh, uh, our, our new order. Yeah. Then you, you kind of, it seems like there's but, several, but stages. we're not going to treat you like you are. You're, yeah. you're not going to have a name. You get a number. Yeah. Well, because right? there's like, several stages, right? Like you go to that, that planet, like the rehabilitation yeah. planet but almost. Like, uh, and then you, they you don't even get, get they don't even give to, them, they don't even use their names. They give them numbers. Like, yeah. And then you kind of <laughs> get transferred to this halfway house type of thing, yeah. which is where we see our characters <clears throat> in, in this one. Um, yeah. So, I listen. I thought the 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 this the twist in this episode was incredible because you were totally you're totally all for this girl and you're like, yep, she's she's awesome and she's, she's gonna she's doing a good job. She's gonna become like one of our heroes. She's probably gonna in some ridiculous leap of 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 <clears throat> reality end up being partnered up alongside Mando somehow. Like who knows and. Yeah. But then, then the she arrest happens, the and they did this so well because when when the scientist gets arrested, you're still not entirely sure that it's a betrayal at first, because they you don't almost arrest feel like her. she's a double agent for the New Republic. Well, no, I I when I was watching it, I was like, okay, so they've they've arrested him, and she takes the mobile lab and walks past them and i the first thing i went to was like oh so for uh, for whatever reason they don't they haven't identified her 
they haven't recognized her. They don't like this is some fluke that's going to work in our favor. And she knows that because she's still on our side, she knows that if she doesn't take the mobile station with him, like he'll get out at some point, probably we'll figure a way to get him out. But if she doesn't take it from him and take it somewhere safe, then they're going to confiscate it. So the best way to kind of navigate this scenario is I'll take this and I'll figure a way to get you out or something. I don't know. And then it very clearly turns out not to be that once he comes to and he's hooked up to this. It was, I thought this scene was so funny because he's like, this is a mind flare. And they're like, no, no, it's not a mind flare. It's we're not the empire. And he's like, well, it doesn't what? matter. This is still a mind flare. He's like, well, it's very similar. And no, 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 it's a mind flare. Well, yes, it is. But we've turned the voltage down. <laughs> like, it's just, it was such a they, funny interaction. Yeah. This is, it's actually, it, yeah, the the breakdown video guy, he's like, we this, that he, he noted that, yes, this is a mind flare, but they haven't altered it at all. No. Like the only thing they do is they use it at a low voltage. Like it, as we can very plainly see, it can be cranked up to normal levels that the empire would have used it for, which we've seen it be used for yep. in Andor. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so like this even, is, they haven't even put a safety in. They've yeah, just, there's no safety. There's no like, oh, let's uh, let's just like make sure it can't it caps out at this low yeah, voltage. We can't go. They have the dial down, which is like, like so not not another failing of the the New Republic. Not only do they trash the useful tech, the tech that they do decide to in- integrate into their new society that has potential dangers, they don't they don't fix it to be less dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Uh, and then, it, so, but then, but then, the, like, the confusion <clears throat> continues for a bit in this scene as far as this girl goes because she, like, she kind of has this moment of, like, okay, you know, yeah, she asks to stay and watch because, yes, he screwed up. He had a relapse, but he's a friend. And in that moment, I'm going, okay, so. The dynamic of her character is that, um, that like it's you know they're like oh you've done a good job blah 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 and I'm like oh okay so interesting the dynamic of her character is that she is a good guy, but she's she's compelled by this sense of duty. And that's really interesting because then it kind of seems like this new republic and this system that they're doing is almost in some ways as bad as the empire was because they're the people who are getting like reintegrated back in are almost also turning into these like mindless drones, right? These kind of like or not not even just mindless drones, but like indoctrinated into this like this is our ideology type thing in a very like Nazi-esque feeling kind of way. Mm. And I'm like, so that's interesting. And then the guy leaves and she like doesn't turn it up a little bit. She (laughs) cranks this machine. Yeah. And I am so, if this episode has done anything right, it's that I am now, so curious 
not only a what's going to happen to our scientist i think he's pretty much jello at this point um but this girl like she's going to be an <clears throat> issue she's clearly going i think going to be our an- main antagonist for this season yeah so i took this like from the end of them the kind of if you want to call it the heist from the end of the heist right when they get captured to the end of the flare scene i kind of interpreted that differently than you okay interesting right because so i feel i wonder if the the the, the one in piece of information maybe that you 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 left out in your mind and that's why it went this way was that um <clears throat> oh shoot what's i'm gonna forget his name <coughs> who was mando season one's and and two's main antagonist uh moff gideon moff gideon she was moff gideon's right hand man essentially right like we see her in right. season two on the flagship yeah was it season two or season anyway season we've seen her before of, end of season one i think yeah so she's she's not a new player in in our storyline no uh, so like having that in my mind when she, when she turns on on him two thoughts went through my head one she's she's working for the republic to root out dissidents right okay people who, who but but she's doing it in a way that's very kind of entrapment heavy you know what i mean like well because of her imperial training she's like you yeah, know, it's she's like, got her I'm, tactics. Yeah, I'm, I, I know that you'll eventually do this, so I'm going to set you up to do it. Um, or, or the other thought that ran through my mind was, was that yeah, she's she's saving her own skin here, right? And then we come to the the end indoctrination scene yep. the flayer scene yeah <laughs> it's it's hard to call it a torture scene until she takes control of the controls yeah <laughs> just because that uh, mon calamari is like oh i've been through the procedure myself it's uh, quite relaxing yeah, um, feel, feel, i've got much less stress <laughs> in my life now that i can't remember all the stressful things yeah so um yeah when, when she's in the in that room and overseeing this i'm my and she's they're they're telling oh you're you've done a service to the republic yeah yeah I'm like something was not sitting right with me from the from before something is now definitely not sitting right with me with her like she's she's up to something and as soon as she asks to stay and is left alone like before she ever touches the knob I'm like this girl's empire still interesting and when so when she turns up the knob and flays this dude yeah he's either doing she's either a liquefying his brain so he can't give the republic um the valuable scientific information that he has or two she's trying to radicalize him to turn to to work for the empire again right because oh man yeah i i so i feel like i read that a little bit different not it appears not entirely but it appears i'm just far more trusting than you are probably yeah i'm like well, oh I mean, yeah she's fine once an imperial always an imperial am i right well i just wanted her to you know i yeah i just so desperately wanted her to 
to be to good. Do good. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. So anyway, yeah. But uh, yeah, that scene ends, and we jump back to uh, the Mandalorian. Yeah. For <laughs> and some, we see Bo-Katan and him are reason. both now Mandalorians under the creed that they've taken as children, and yeah, I thought. The, one of the things the the breakdown videos that I watched the they keep um, kind of hint, hitting at this that this theme that the Mandalorian seems to be touching on is of this kind of uh, Christian symbology of redemption and baptism and kind of that Din Djarin's kind of been going through right and. <clears throat> It's uh, it, it one of the and I think kind of hitting back to the beginning of our t- discussion to kind of bring it back or all back around is I wonder now that he's redeemed and that kind of storyline's done like where do they go right? Well, they've been talking. He's been talking and had conversations with Bo Katan this season about how their people are scattered. The creed's the only thing that binds them has bound his sect together and keeps them together <clears throat> and she's all left alone. It kind of feels almost kind of like, um, uh, kind of going off with this breakdown videos do, have been kind of hitting at if, if it's kind of going to keep this kind of Christian myth mythology flowing through this season, maybe this is kind of like, um, uh, a Moses kind of take, setting 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 my people free rallying my people bringing them back to the promised land of mandalore kind of thing like retaking mandalore as their home planet i want i wonder if that's that's the 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 kind of completion of this season maybe i hope not because i think mandalore is evil and you know well, specifically, specifically, certain groups from Mandalore, but I'd love to see him break free from it. I I think that's what I want is that you know that he moves on past it and realizes there's mm. more to life than being a Mandalore. <clears throat> you don't see you don't see the uniting of the the peoples as a as compelling. Not if they all have to keep their helmet on all the time. No. Hmm. No, I, I like to me and, and maybe it's just me, but to me, it's been kind of painted like his, this, this group and, and these rules and rituals and, and old traditions to me, the series has, has been painting that as not the ideal situation like that it's old and it's outdated and that Bo-Katan is kind of the voice of reason here and and that um, yeah that his that part of Din's story arc needs to be overcoming that and and I don't know if he'll disband it like I don't know if he'll <clears throat> he'll find a way to to you know, save others from this cult, but hmm. I think he himself needs to to get the hell out. I don't, I don't see that. To for me, I feel like it's the reverse. 
the the creed and the the rituals and everything and i think i think i mentioned this in when we talked about the first episode like the the sect of mandalorians that din Djarin's a part of or and wants to become part of again uh they're they're together there's there's many of them they're united um where we see the voice, what you you would call the voice of reason in Bo-Katan, she's alone. Mm-hmm. Her supporters are scattered to the winds doing mercenary work. Any other Mandalorian who's not following the creed is, is kind of scattered and lost. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> where I see, like, I feel like you know, now that he's a Mandalorian again uh, under the creed and he's got the dark saber, I feel like he learns to use the dark saber proficiently because now he's got some, he's more centered. He's who he's want to wants to be again. He's going to find some purpose. The dark, dark saber is going to become easy for him to wield. He unites the Mandalorians. He calls them all back home and, from there we have like this force of Mandalorians. Like you were talking er- earlier about old uh, legends canon and the, 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 the Republic fighting the Mandalorians. Well, that, that happened because the Mandalorians were a huge threat to the galaxy because they were united. Yeah. Right. Is- like, why we need to right avoid now that. they're not a threat because they're not united uniting which is why we need to avoid that pardon i said which is why we need to avoid that mandalore being united <laughs> you want to avoid new- but that's you want to avoid conflict but conflict makes for great storytelling oh yeah but so does avoiding conflict right what if the mandalorians are like they don't and they, like they don't have to necessarily be antagonists when they're united they can become a threat and be protagonists. Right. Right. In Legends canon, uh, in the timeline, around this time in the timeline, Boba Fett in Legends unites all the clans of Mandalore and becomes Mandalore and helps the Republic. Right. Yeah. I don't know. So I th- I think I like I don't know I like that storyline better than what you're proposing honestly. Well, fine. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> but I don't we've we've been uh I think this is probably one of the first uh shows that we've been reviewed <laughs> that were we're actually opposed in a lot of viewpoints. I like it. That's good. Yeah. It makes for fun conversation. That's good. Yeah. All right, sir. Episode three, win or fail for you? Uh, <clears throat> overall, it's a win. Even though with the ca- with it's a win with the caveat that I feel like the Kershing storyline, unless we get big payoff before the end of the season, calling back to what's happened here, like direct, like a big payoff directly tied to the Mandalorian, I feel like it was a waste of time and should have been done somewhere else in some other story. But overall, win. It was great. I've every episode's been great so far this season. Really enjoying it. Okay. 
Okay. And how about you, sir? This was total win. Total win. Yeah. I, again, confusing issue about the whole, like, you've now presented the fact that that whole storyline that we've been following up until this point is now done and is not what this is actually about. And I don't like, I don't know that just, that seems like, I feel like my time has been wasted a little bit, but, (laughs) but I'm also happy to see that storyline go. (laughs) And so I'm like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a double-edged yeah. sword, but um, no, I definitely, definitely enjoy this episode a lot. A lot. Nice. So, cool. Cool. Well, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. I mean it. I really do. Thank do you for you? listening. Make sure you check out our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all listed below. Our Patreon and our merch page, because we got merch. Merch is uh, merch is badass, man. Swag. You know? Do you know? I feel like you know. I know. Yeah. I got some. Do you got some? Yeah. I I I actually don't. I don't. You wear your own stuff, dude. If you don't wear it, why should they? I know. I know. 